5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, so we are moving 400 years into the future of where we were yesterday, and it's just one flip of the page. We go from Genesis to Exodus, and now it's been 400 years. We're going to see if dysfunction somehow gets filtered out over 400 years. And sneak peek, it doesn't, but here we go. Right? So we get to this story. God's people are enslaved, right? In Egypt. They are becoming big, and Egypt worries about them. So they're trying to be able to, you know, kind of herd them out. So they're saying that boys can't be born. And if there's a boy that's born, the um, maidservant must, you know, take that boy and kill it. Now, there was a lot of people who were um, objecting this, right? They're like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And it's good, right? Because it's from that that we get a guy named Moses. Now, his, uh, his parents are worried because if they tell everybody that Moses is born, then, uh, then they're going to check and see if he's a boy, and if he's a boy, they're going to put him to death. And so it's in this movement that they keep him for a little while and they can keep him under wraps, but at a certain point they can't hide it anymore, so they stick him in a basket and send him down the river. Now, (laughs) I think it was probably safe to say it was at least a safer part of the Nile because there are crocodiles in the Nile and, and, uh, and it would be like floating out a piece of meat (laughs) for the crocodiles. Now that part, we're not going to focus on the dysfunction. Um, but it's when Moses gets to, to Pharaoh's land, uh, one of Pharaoh's daughters, you know, finds this baby floating in the basket. I don't think that she's naive enough to know that this is probably a Hebrew baby, Um, but she says, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to raise it. It's going to be my child. Now, she doesn't tell Moses when he gets older that he's a Hebrew child. He, you know, she just says, you're going to be raised just like if you were mine, and that's what happens. And so when Moses gets older, he's into the whole system. He's a part of the system, the Egyptian system. And yet there's something that's in him that's longing for that, um, that he knows that there's some kind of connection elsewhere as well. When he sees the uh, Israelite um, being abused by the Egyptians, this is what happens. Moses murders a dude right? He just, he kills him. He kills the Egyptian. And then he's like, oh, this isn't good. And then he runs. And so when you're thinking about where murder plays in dysfunction, <laughs> is that there's something that's that that's happening, right? I mean, and you would say, well, but he was murdering for the good, right? Wasn't he? I mean, he was saving the life of somebody. He didn't want them to be beaten or he didn't he felt bad because they were being enslaved and so he was saving them but is this ever okay he knows that ultimately by him killing this egyptian that he also has uh, you know most likely going to be put to death as well and this is the reason why he runs 
I mean, if he didn't think anything was really going to come of it, he would have just been like, oh, yeah, well, Pharaoh's daughter is my mom, so I'm cool. <laughs> um, but he knew he was still going to be in trouble for it. And, and this is the reason why he runs. I mean, and he leaves. He, he doesn't uh, stick around to say, well, let me at least, uh, you know, plead my case. No, he just like, he hits the road. And so when we're looking at murder being a part of the dysfunction, you know, and, and saying, like, we've got murderers in the family, outright murderers. And, and Moses is a murderer. I mean, he kills a guy, and he is now on the run. So, when you're thinking about what God does through people, right? Because Moses doesn't, you know, I mean, he doesn't have any, any intention of actually coming back. When he runs, he's like, I'm never coming back. And what we see is that God is still saying, I'm going to go after those who even are murderers. <laughs> I'm going to work through Moses to be able to do some great things still. And yes, it's going to be much further down the line, probably, I don't know, 60 years or so. But then he's going to come to Moses, and, and Moses is going to be full of excuses. He's going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not the right dude, man. Don't send me. Like, I can't go back there. I got a murder rap. I can't go back there. Can't, can't do it. I don't speak well. Can't do it. And there's always excuses why. Because what happens is, is that we have our identity attached to our sin, right? Our sin becomes like, you know, and Moses is like, I am a murderer. I can't go back there and, and claim that I'm not. And so there's that guilt and shame that's attached, and God's like, hey, but I'm doing something new in you. Your identity should not be that of a murderer, but as a child of God. And we see God work mighty through Moses, his brother Aaron, as they're sent back to declare freedom to the slaves. And it's a wonderful story, but it starts off with definite dysfunction, but we see a mighty God who is faithful and works with the least. Those that we would say are untouchables, and God does mighty things. All right, we're going to be back with a dysfunctional family tree tomorrow. We're going to continue to see God's mighty work. All right, take care.